It's Connacht's Craggy Rugby Podcast. It's the Munster match. We're in Marty Rabbits. Just before we get on the bus, I've got Danny Deegan with me. Hiya, Danny. How are things? All good, all good. Um, <laughs> I packed everything in my bag. I knew I was making sure I had everything. And what did I forget? I forgot my recorder, so hopefully the sound on this isn't too bad. Um, we just have to wait and see. But what are you expecting, Dan, tonight? Are you expecting a win for Connacht? Because the bookies have... Monster is strong favourites. As a fan, yeah, like you know, it's a it's a perfect opportunity to, to turn them over down there, get a get a double on them. Uh, I'm going to steal your stat that kind uh, of have never beaten Monster three times in a row, so it's a great great opportunity to to put that one to bed. Um, but this, to me, I'm looking at their team. There's not too many that I would be like, oh, we need them in our team, or we've no one to match that. So I, I feel like this is a really good opportunity for Connacht to, to just grab with both hands and get a win down there. It certainly is. So what we're going to do is we're going to get on the bus any minute now. It looks as though it's almost ready to arrive. OK, we've made it onto the bus. We've left within 10 minutes of the standard even time. I think we only left one person behind by the sounds of it. So, um, yeah, nice buzz on the bus, Dan. Yeah, it's pretty good going. Uh, there's no messing around with the clan. It's like when they say they're leaving, they're going to go. Um, but they did do a really good clear of uh, Murty, so they made sure that it was somebody not missing. But we'll, I digress. But, uh, yeah, look, it's a, it's a really good buzz. Really good buzz on this, like, good anticipation, as you'd expect for an Interpro um, especially one that means so much to both teams today um, and there's definitely like a, a sense of a belief there's, there's, a, there's a really good kind of vibe and, and yeah I'm, I'm feeling good about Connacht tonight you're not so much yeah I'm just getting my normal nerves at this stage you know I put my money on them at 4-1 to one and covered the bet on plus 9 so and I've seen them the odds go down from Monster were 10 points favourites down to 7 point favourites um, they might be even drifting down a bit further but still just have my worries we've only ever beaten them once down there in the URC so yeah we'll have to wait and see ok next time we'll talk to us we'll be we'll be in Tolman Park unless the sing song breaks out and the bus on the way down <laughs> ok we've made it to Tolman Park and I've got the president of the clan Sean wants to have a few words with us and talk to us about what an excellent start to the night yeah we've uh, first of all we've got a great crowd here which is lovely to see uh, a yeah. bit of a late bush but we have a full bus thanks to no small bit to Mr Mulwine beside me but uh, yeah good to see a crowd and hopefully uh, a good performance with it well with a bit of luck and I also have Shane the, the previous president of the Connacht clan but you're the, the main man for the bus and I believe we had to increase the size of the bus during the week yeah it was all good uh, we were a little worried there for a while but um, people just kind of as the usual typical thing left at the last second um, and the bus company were sound so we, we, we upped it and we got a practically full bus down so it's great to see got us down in one piece and uh, we're here on time for the match we certainly are and John do you, do you think that it's partly to do with the fact that people have now fully got over Covid and they're now starting to go back to doing things that they used to do yeah I think they just miss especially with Connacht they just miss the camaraderie because as we are more of a I suppose a large club team if you put it that way yeah. it's more of the village or the, the community in Connacht that people just miss the crack even during the week I guess the odd text of this person beside me uh, with I think Newcastle with a question mark after it or Parma 
and without hesitation you jump on you look forward to the next trip so a lot of that is just thankfully or hopefully Covid is gone and it's just back to good crowds travelling to home and away games it is and like the clan being able to organise these things it sort of takes pressure off people having to worry about the organisation because you guys have been travelling for so long at this stage yeah we have I mean, you know every trick in the book yeah and what the idea this year is maybe promoted more that those that haven't made their first trip just check out conaclan.com or check out our social media not be afraid to ask a question because I've yet to hear someone say I went to my first Connick trip away I'm never going again yeah. it, it's a habit it is, it's, and it's a great it, it's a very enjoyable trip away and the fact that we're so close to players staff and management and yourselves um, very enjoyable so hopefully the base can uh, our numbers can improve and increase every trip away it's the plan Oh yeah, and you got to like Shane. You'd be a, a man for organising a lot of these trips because sometimes they can be quite complicated. Yeah, that's planes, trains, and automobiles for us. Um, but we, we always end up getting there, and that's the cool thing about the forum. If people don't use it, is that that's what we generally do. We plan all the away trips. So, I what Sean said there about like me texting him during the week, Newcastle, and then he goes, "How are you going?" And I, I'll text him, and then he goes, ten minutes later, all booked." Um, but that's that's the way we are. Is it? Yeah. We're, we're like that. Like as I said, you know about. Now and we, well, we're actually on the same outbound way we are. We're going via Paris and the train down, so yeah. we'll have a nice little crew on that that train down, random like. But it's cool. That's it. That's, that's the way we roll. That is, and it's a nice way to just get you know have a bit of fun when you're abroad and you suddenly see guys with their conic gear on and the thing. And you like when you're away, it's just nice to have that. Oh, there's someone I know, and you know and you can run into all sorts of people. It, it's very important. Even we went to few of us in the Swans and I met up with um, Corey Bourne of the Conic Ranch, and he was over like. And again, these are how do we get to know more about Connacht Clan? So, hopefully, going to work a bit more with them during the year. But again, it's nice to see a little green jersey or a green top somewhere, and then slowly but slowly, our numbers are, are, are increasing. And people got to realize that these trips away are, if you plan them well in advance, they're not expensive. They can be done on a, on a, on a budget or a shooting budget. So, hopefully, people just check out a bit more, but definitely check the forum, check social media, keep an eye, listen to if you can. The Craggy Ruby podcast is that's work is weight and gold um, so just keep an eye on everything and uh, start traveling absolutely absolutely and back to tonight are we expecting expecting something good tonight who who worries you most on their team who would you be most aware wary of I'm not sure if I'm mostly aware of any individual person it's kind of more of a collective like so traditionally their pack has always been strong um, maybe Carberry might decide to show a good match tonight I don't know but for now, I'd probably put my foot in it, but I, I'm not too worried about them. It's go, I think it's going to be a good match because all the most of the internationals are, are released and back into it. Like, but I said, it's possibly you know the influence O'Mahony might have in the game is where I'd be kind of more a little concerned with. Like as I said, he's a big time international and I'm, he's he's able to control a game, shall we say? Cause he, but as I said, I think Bundy will hopefully have a flyer tonight. He's seen it the last day. He came on and the energy he had and everything for Ireland. So hopefully, as I said. We get Bundy leading us, and maybe he might score a cheeky try in the corner again. Yeah, it would be nice. It would be nice. And Sean, like I, I know you like to have a little bet every now and again, and the odds have come down on Connacht since since the teams were picked. Big time. I took them a four to one yesterday morning. Or I think it was once or minus ten, and now minus six. So there's obviously money going on there somewhere. I don't know if it would be your cause of death, but uh, somebody's, somebody's low them. Maybe Danny's, I don't know. But, but, but somebody's low them. But now they're coming down. But even Shane was saying, 
I'm not too worried. And even tonight, normally we go down and Bundy is the main instigator. Yeah. Josh Murphy is there too. Yeah. They're going to worry about two guys in their face. Yeah. Their scrum was always good. But look at what Finley has done the internationals. I mean, he's taken apart yeah. a lot of front rows in his own. So all of a sudden, like our guys want fear months or one iota. Yeah. And I'm delighted to Carberry's fair. Yeah. If it was probably be more worried, but uh, no. I, I'm not, not too worried about it. Different when it starts, but how does it tear I think so. I think so. And that weather, that horrible weather, that just as we got off the bus, the rain was absolutely belting down. But it stopped out by the time we got to the ground, so hopefully it stays away for the rest of the night. But you just never know. Thanks, guys. Okay, Danny, about 15 minutes from kickoff. We're out on the, the East Terrace now. There's a fair breeze blowing down diagonally across the pitch, but the pitch is looking in good, Nick. And um, it's not raining at the moment, anyway. No, we're getting away with the rain, um, but this wind is definitely going to uh, affect the match. For me, it's, it's going to be a tight, it's going to be a tight game. Uh, it's going to be a, another fine margin, but I think Connacht will uh, come away with the wind very ever so slightly. Casey, he's certainly drawn the cover. Wooden, he's beaten, but the ball has gone out to Nash, and Nash has scored in the corner. Play just coming up to 19 minutes as a break in play. Danny Connacht are losing three points to five. They've got a good, they've been dominating most of the game, but they let Munster in for a simplest of tries. Yeah, uh, it's the classic thing of the score. Uh, we didn't didn't uh, handle the kickoff well, and Munster took their opportunity. Very, very frustrating considering Connacht have been dominating in Munster's half and most of the territory, most of the possession, as you would expect with this win that they're playing with. Um, they really need to start taking chances. Chip over the top from Blade, the chase from Farrell, chasing back is Daly. Daly scoops the ball inside to Haley. Prendergast is coming for it. Intercept from Ralston. He's in underneath the post. Munster made a Hames of that. Haley was trying to find Carberry. Byron Ralston. Well, he was all over it. This could be the try that'll level it up with a conversion to come, but they're still being stopped. One more push might do it. Connick are trying to stop them. Munster scored the try. Okay, guys. Ten on at halftime. What are the thoughts? You'll take it because we've been really poor. Um, they've been feasting off our little mistakes. Because in years gone by, we would have conceded there, but we'll definitely take that the way we played in that first half. Sean, are you worried that we were playing with the win there and we're only drawing it? That looks like a 7-10 to 10 point win to me. Yeah, but I think everything they did came from over 6. Um, we, were, we were poor. Um, Printer guesses all that's hitting everything the move. Bundy is doing his best, but um, tighten up. I think Wooten has been caught out a couple of times. Maybe lack, lack of match practice, but um, I don't think they're going to move much more either. If we can go over 6 out, we have a chance. Um, it's just... Get our line out started again. Our scum is good, but our line out that it sounds up. Tight a few things and just start running over like. Just down 60 minutes and once about to seven point lead. Um, looking tough for Connacht out there. Yeah, very tough. Uh, quite a harsh quite a harsh call from the ref. Uh, once a player jumps into a tackle, which is illegal, full stop is dangerous play. Um, and Munster capitalised. Mistakes that are, are letting Munster into this game. You know, uh, they need to cut out the errors and start winning the kicking battles. Munster are doing very well in the kicking battle. You've got to give, give them that. Yeah, and another mistake there from Connacht. Crooked in the line out. It just hasn't been a good night for some players tonight. But can't see us winning a match from here somehow. Munster peel off that line out and they are driving. They got them all. How can Connacht stop this? It's impossible. Munster over the line. Try for Munster, bonus point for Munster.
ball coming out from Marmion they're going to go to the back line soon enough I think no they're sticking with the fourth Paul Boyle might have the space oh he couldn't find the offload now Marmion goes for the line and Kieran Marmion scores and Connacht have a lifeline seven minutes to go 21-24 for Munster 15 for Connacht conversion critical to get Connacht within seven points losing bonus point territory Okay, then we're heading out because we have to catch this bus. We couldn't hang around in the in the ground. That's a pretty disappointing end to the match from Connacht, losing 24 points to 17. I'm 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 just frustrated. It's just it's so frustrating. But when I'm looking at I'm looking at the stats that I was taking, the 22 entries, Connacht didn't do enough in the second half. Yep. We like Monster Monster turned it up and and kept going. Now I think they fed off the. The, um, the, 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 the they did feed off the mistakes, but they fed off that uh, penalty where uh, the player jumps into the tackle, which is illegal. I've put into the, the Discord. World Rugby confirmed that this year, early this year, they confirmed it because something happened down down south in, yeah. a, in a in a match. That is illegal. He doesn't need to jump at it. If it, it's different, if it's a kick, I'm happy to argue that with anybody. But they fed off that they took a massive boost and then they come back down five minutes later and score another try that's it that's their bonus point that's the winning of the game you flip it kind of get a penalty we get that boost we go down the other side of the pitch the other thing is I do think Marm's made a massive difference the, bo- yeah. the, the, the bench all the bench really did make a good impact yeah. kind of we, we looked like we had a lot more bite so it's, it's, it's difficult and frustrating it's just ah and this was a big opportunity and I suppose it slipped away really uh, well we, we we let it slip away Rob that was a frustrating thing I thought you know we had um, we had patches of the game there I thought we were in real control but then we just you know made either poor decisions or poor poor discipline or inaccurate with, with our execution and um, we again relieved pressure and you give a side like Munster opportunity here at Thoman and the crowd starts to rally, you're going to lose a game. Yeah, it, it, I mean, we could point to a reverse penalty that had us completely baffled. I've no doubt that you were as well, but you had opportunities after that to take control of it again. Yeah, we did. Uh, yeah, that was a frustrating one. I, I thought, um, I will review that in terms of the decisions that uh, that referee made, but uh, you know you can't blame the referee. We gave too many opportunities for him to make decisions, um, and we were our own worst enemy. We, we've, we've got to cut that out of our game. I want to talk more about Connick's performance, but just on the Hodnett's penalty. I mean, do you want to see that looked at in the game? It seems that's not really in the spirit of a dangerous tackle. A player jumps into Jack Hardy. I know technically it probably was the right call, but how do you feel about it? No, I thought live. It, it, he jumped into the tackle, so um, that's you, not even technically right. That's right. Yeah. So you can't do that. Like I just thought there was a lot of inconsistency there tonight. Okay. It was a key moment. Prendergast gets a huge turnover. It's ten all. Pessinbin's about to end. Could be a different game. Yeah, yeah. Again, there was some some key moments there that uh, that probably didn't go our way. Um, but that's not the reason we lost the game either. It's a general uh, comment, and feel free to push back. But the backline just does not seem to be firing for Connacht at the moment. Yeah, we 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 haven't uh, we haven't as yet, have we? We've again we had other opportunities there tonight where I thought we were on, and and uh, for various reasons we we didn't execute. So it is frustrating that one. Um, I feel like we're working hard, but we're just not getting the reward for what we're trying to do. How do you want to refocus for this Benetton game? What's your mindset going into now? Well, they've had a they've had a massive win today, a bonus point win against a good Edinburgh side, and they went down to 14 men. So 
um, you know, that was a brave Benetton performance. So they'll come over there. I'll come over to us next week. I'm pretty buoyed by that. I'd imagine they're a, they're a quality side. They're virtually an Italian side. So we need to we need to regroup after that. I so said there'll be a lot of there is a lot of frustration in that change room, but that's our doing. No one else is doing. That's our doing. So we've got to um, come in on Monday. Be very honest about the, the areas that where we we let ourselves down. And then uh, rezone our focus as to how we can tidy those up ahead of Benetton. Uh, it's always difficult after these games, but maybe just talk us through like the disappointment in that dressing room. Yeah, pretty fresh at the moment. Um, we've had a pretty on- honest conversation inside. Um, we talk about the access that we kind of gave them in the first half and the ends we get them into the game. We kind of we frustrated with ourselves because we said we kind of nearly gifted them two tries with. Silly, silly mistakes in our 22, um, and when you're coming to Homer Park, you can't really be doing that. It was a killer because if you look at the bad call against Connacht, and obviously we felt that from the commentary boot in terms of the reverse penalty, you did brilliant in defence. You turned it over, but then turned it back that's over again. That's the thing. Like we dig in so deep, big moments like that, and then shoot ourselves in the foot. Mm. Uh, we had a pretty, like I said, an honest conversation aside, and we said we'll have a sit down on Monday and really go through and. Um, We'll have to be hard on ourselves because it's the only way we can really learn. It's a massive opportunity tonight and it's going to kind of stick and grow a bit because obviously you come into the game with a real real chance. You're ahead of Munster in the standings and they've, they've found a way to win it. Yeah, they did. That was, that was it really. Um, both teams are desperate for the win. Both mm. teams needed the win and to be fair to them, they, they, found a way, they found a way to do it and that's what they do here. So... We'll have to sit down and look at it. The penalties are really, like, I mean, some of them you can argue with, but a whole lot of what we were looking at there are, like, not rolling away, you know, off your feet, these kind of key calls. Like, that kind of discipline has been costing Connacht all season. Yeah, it has. Um, we call them red penalties mm. in our in our language. Um, we actually have, what we had in the past, that got a red penalty, I suppose, chart to show where where the the trends are coming from and it's not really one in particular it's kind of they're all different kind of ones so if we can if we can reduce that number um, if we have a threshold we have to meet and if we can reduce that number we give ourselves every chance in, in games like this and for the moment now you got to get back to the drawing board a bit possibly away from the kind of the, the eyes of the rest of the league you've just got to get the job done next week and get back on track we do yeah another like every game is massive now mm. but we've kind of put ourselves in this position with a slow start um, and Next week will be tough again with Benetton. Or they had a good win today, I think. Um, they'll be rolling high with the Italian national team going well as well. So they'll, they'll have players who are, on, are pretty high running confidence. So um, we, know, we know next week won't be easy at all. OK, that was the voice of Andy Friend and Tom Farrell. Now let's hear what William and Rob had to say um, as they finished off their broadcast on Go Away FM after the match. A losing bonus point for Connacht something to cling to on a bad night strange game I think Connacht will be frustrated but they didn't play well enough they gave away too many penalties Um, they didn't really make an awful lot of opportunities there is a question mark over that reverse penalty I have no issue with the penalty for the tackle in the air he just applied the laws of the game I don't know Connacht again inconsistent um, some players played very, very well. The pack is 
really competent in what it's doing. It does stru- look. I think Monsters Driving Mall is the best in the world. I really do. I think whatever way they do, whatever way they have, they seem almost unstoppable from that. And I and think it's they counted for three tries tonight. Yeah, and I think they can do that to anybody, with the exception maybe of Leinster, because they don't get enough field position against them. I think the bottom line for Connacht is now they need they've got to win all their home games and that includes Ulster and they've got to start putting together some away wins there are games that are targetable I don't like using that word but there are games that if they play well they can win but there's a consistency issue that's probably Connacht's strongest team on the field tonight with the exception of Mac Hansen and they've come up short because they've been beaten by a monster team who were better in the game are still a long way off from what they want in the conditions they play them a bit better they were a bit quicker they were a bit smarter but that's disappointing winning because this isn't Munster's strongest team this is arguably the weakest Munster team of the last decade because of where they are in the table we can say that and this is a conic pack that, you know, you got your Keen Brendergast coming back from Ireland. You got your Jared Butler. You got your Connor Oliver that people feel is the first choice seven for Connacht. You got Josh Murphy in that second row with Gavin Thornbury. You got the bench of Moran uh, coming on and Oshin Dowling. And you're starting to ask, the, and we've talked about the front row. The front row. So, like, at the end of the day, I know no Mac Hansen tonight. There's some sort of spark missing for Connacht, isn't there? Yeah, there is. There's, it, it doesn't happen quickly enough when they get the ball. The forwards are presenting them with fairly good balls sometimes it's a bit slow even though it's clean ball it doesn't happen as quickly enough for them but the backs when they get it seem a bit pedestrian and a bit short of ideas Um, you wonder if you have somebody like a, a Hanson on who pops up everywhere creates a bit of chaos in defences because he's he's here and there and everywhere and that's something that is missed by um by the players who were on tonight Byron Ralston did okay till he went off with which, which looks a nasty enough injury we hope it's just a bad bang but uh, I, I, I don't know I, I, I thought if I was asked to call this game beforehand I would have said look probably Munster will win it because they generally do they're a hard side to beat at home but I, I think Connacht will feel that they Munster won it because they didn't Connacht just weren't good enough there's no arguing with that and there's there's a lot of people now that are going to be like well how are Connick going to shape up against Benetton hopefully Mac Anson's knock clears up Aki looked sharp in the first half but he faded out of it then um, and you start wondering about the Tom Daly's of this world and who is going to nail down those centre positions I'm not so sure Tom Farrell was poor but I'm not so sure he got everything right either there was a couple of moments no, no and I, I, you know David Hawkshaw was playing really really well yes and, he and, was, I, I, yeah. and now he's disappeared out I agree with you about Bundyaki. Uh, I thought he was very good for about 50 minutes. But then when you haven't been playing rugby, you've only played 15 minutes in eight or nine weeks. I don't care how much training you've done. Um, but I think we've come to the conclusion that if you don't start him, you don't play him. Connacht really, really want to prove themselves as a playoff side. They saw a chance tonight to double up on Munster for the season. Losing away to Munster in Toman Park does not define a season for any team. But with Munster the way they are, they were on the floor, they're off the floor now, they're off their knees, they got five points tonight in terms of the bonus point win, and Connacht are on the back foot now. Yes, they are, because they've backed themselves into the, the worst possible case scenario. There's ten games left, they're three and five. Realistically, they have to win 
in my view, eight of those ten games. That's what you're looking at now. You need to get to around 11 wins. It might be slightly different this season in terms of if Leinster run away with it and a couple of the South African teams keep going along, the bottom positions could become in the top eight around 10 wins. Which is doable, but you can't come away from tonight thinking about 10 wins. You have to wonder to yourself... How are they going to play against Benetton? They have, That's all they're thinking they about. They, 3.15 next Saturday. Next Saturday afternoon. Here. That now becomes an even more key game because it's at home and it's on an artificial surface. And Benetton beat Edinburgh today at home and had a man sent off uh, and are a very good side at home but aren't so good away from home. Um, and then we're into Europe and then we've got Ulster coming. They've got to beat Ulster. They've got to win that home game. Leinster away is... Look, Leinster are 8-0 and zero and are just in cruise control, so I, I don't know how you call that game. Then you have the two South African teams coming in the middle to start with, and then you've got two games in Europe. And so you've got first you've got the Sharks and the Lions. They're coming in January, should be set up for Connacht at home, artificial pitch, difficult conditions. But where are they then? Because, you know, they have to go to Zebre, they have to go to the Dragons... They've got to win both of those games. I, I I can't see you doing anything less than that. Then they have Cardiff and Edinburgh. Sorry, I'm just running through fixtures. But you can see the work that's needed now. There is no space. There's no wriggle room. Uh, and another defeat means you're starting to run down. You've got to win every game. And they're not playing well enough for you to think that they can do that. That's the simple facts of it. The start was dis- was disappointing. They, they, they were terrible against Ulster. They didn't win any games in South Africa. And tonight is kind of a, um, is a bit of a letdown, I suppose. Um, what were... Munster were seven points favourites, which is what they've won by uh, with their friends, the bookmakers. Mm. Um, and they, they, you know... That's and they prob- jump ahead of Connacht now. They get five points, they go to 17. Not only do they jump ahead of Connacht, they jump from 14th to 7th. There's lots of games in hand yeah, for there, different there, teams there, around there, them, but there, still. There is. The, the only issue that they have, and i am said it again. They have to go to South Africa. Anybody who's been listening tonight now is going to say, God, he's going to say that again. <laughs> but I think, I think South Africa is a huge, huge challenge to every team. Right. I don't care who you are. So you're saying there's hope there that can kind of catch them, but what we saw tonight is Munster proving they're the better team at the moment. Yes, they are. They they've kicked on Connacht of stalled. They don't. They're not a team Connacht that are pretty good after breaks. We know that looking at the stats. Next weekend, it's it looks a simple game on a Saturday afternoon. Well, I'll tell you, there's going to be a lot of pressure in that because if that goes the wrong way, then they're in a massive, massive hole, and it's going to look nearly, I would say, impossible to get out of it in terms of qualification. You don't know with other results, but they need to be more clinical, they need to be sharper. And as you say, the forwards are providing a bit of a platform. I still think the ball is too slow from the forwards, but when it gets into the backs, it's very pedestrian looking, and it's not sharp, it's not asking enough questions. Munster tonight weren't asked really hard questions by the backs, they were asked hard questions by the Connacht forwards. And that's a great position to be in, and you can say they're doing a great job. But, you know, you don't win... You used to win games if your forwards got on top. I don't think Connick's forwards got on top tonight, but they were at least 50-50. Nowadays, it doesn't really work like that. Your backs have got to be really sharp. Okay, Danny. We've made it.
it back. It was a pretty quiet bus. I thought we might be able to get more audio on the bus, but it was a pretty quiet bus because a lot of people fed up and annoyed, and, but then realised that we didn't do well enough to win. No, we didn't. Um, to be honest, a friend summed it up. Like he just, he didn't, he didn't pull any punches. He just called it as it is, and we gave, we gave, gave away too many stupid penalties. Didn't, uh, didn't punish, didn't punish them when they made mistakes. They punished us. It's just, it's as simple as that. You know, it's very frustrating. Yeah, yeah. So we're in the green room, as you can hear, it's pretty subdued in here. But um, hopefully next week, we'll get back into the sports ground. What are new? flashing lights and everything we saw what sort of light display it's possible with, with Pullman Park today one thing I did notice that they're quite bright like it was actually almost sore on the eyes how bright the lights were at least we got a losing bonus point that's something I suppose anything anything I'll take anything from tonight okay that's it folks we'll talk to you again during the week remember this is our free podcast we do a couple of podcasts during the week we'll have midweek podcast um, where we go back and look at the game and and then look forward to it and have press conference in it, audio that we get. And then, of course, next Friday, we will have the coaches' thoughts after they've picked the team, because we're the only place you can get that. But you need, in order to get that and listen to it, folks, you have to go to patreon.com slash craggyrugby and become a craggy patron. And um, we'll try and keep bringing you as much audio as we can throughout the season, throughout the rest of the season. Bye, folks. Out or nothing changes. Side 